Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of Bloodhound Picks. We are changing it up because we are we are now part of the morbidly beautiful podcast network. And so in changing it up and giving you more of a consistent so you know what to look for each week, we are doing our first month our, our fir- the first Tuesday of the month will be dedicated towards our double features, which you are co- you are well aware of, where we focus on an independent or obscure movie. Um, the second Tuesday will be our industry, where we oh, have talk about a series of topics within the community or interview independent people within the community. The third, or the, well, let's go with the fourth, will be our horror, not fear campaign. And then the third, going back, is now we are starting to do a screener spotlight where even before we did this podcast, we got tons of screeners and we did a lot of reviews as three people on a movie. That's how we kind of came together and what led to this podcast right now. And we figured it'd be a great way to also talk about these movies through the podcast instead of just writing about them and really, you know, make the bridge between those two mediums. So With all that being said, I'll probably say it for the next few episodes so that you get used to that new format. Um, Or Kyle can just I think we'll just capture my voice. We'll just tweet it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, So with that being said, we are talking about a screener we recently got. By the time this comes out, it'll be a couple months, but the well, not the so just Beast Within. The werewolf movie starring Art Hindle, which I was really excited about. It is a werewolf slash whodunit kind of murder mystery in the sense of like the what you'd expect with not the movie, but Clue, where somebody is the murderer within this social kind of gathering. And it's a bunch of it's an even though there's one main character, it's kind of an ensemble figuring out who did it. But there's a werewolf involved. So um, you will be able to check out a review, the written one, but if you'd just rather hear us talk about it, we are about to. So Kyle, since he was the first one to watch it, let's, if you want to talk about the Beast Within, but not the, just Beast Within. Just Beast Within, not to be confused with Beast Within. The Beast Within. Yeah, the Beast Within from the 80s or The Beast Must Die, which is like the same movie plot yeah. basically um, um yeah yeah should we do you want to do some any more synopsis or who's involved or anything like that or i mean the only thing we would add i guess is that it's uh it's all about releasing a video game about werewolves so they're all at this release party at this at art hindle's mansion mm-hmm. who originally made a werewolf board game that's famous and this is now the video game version and but wasn't it that he potentially stole it or something because he's in a lawsuit that he stole i don't i didn't even remember that yeah that's that's in there it's mentioned and then it's completely forgotten yeah and it's like yeah that wasn't necessary at all did the reporter lady bring that up because i remember there's yes. that reporter he used to date and then he like manhandles her pretty uh, aggressively <laughs> yeah. and we don't talk about that either we're just like whoa <laughs> dude okay yeah yeah much. it um so yeah the art the game designer is art hindle who 
is known most people will say black christmas however better than that i'm gonna hurt my horror fandom you know play well no screw it um the better movies he's in invasion of the body snatchers but more importantly david cronenberg's the brood which of course if you've heard about this podcast or you listen to this podcast i'll find any reason to mention that so i was excited going into that because i love werewolves and i love Art Hindle. He's basically been in any Canadian film, too. From That's how you know it's Canadian. Yeah, it has Art Hindle. Yeah. I was I was not excited because he was I like I was like, he's not gonna be in it enough, and he really wasn't. Yeah. He was one of the That's kind of yeah. Yeah, he was the best actor in it. He probably. was actually in it long yeah, he was actually in it longer than I thought he would have been. It's yeah. not like the void where he, where he was in it for like what, maybe five minutes? Yeah. Yeah, he's a, he's like a solid supporting character. Yeah. They should have just made him the werewolf. But um spoiler alert for those that Yeah, he's not the werewolf, so sorry. <laughs> um the uh, the priest was the best part and Art Hindle were the best part. Um I think we talked about this in a review. All the tech stuff was like awkward and bullshit it was just total bullshit they were just like it was it's one of those movies where they're referring to like not only video online video games but just like online culture in the vaguest way possible because they don't really they probably don't want to date it i guess (laughs) yeah because because that guy has that girl that's his online stalker who tries to kiss him awkwardly and then he ignores her because she used to be or because she is a cam girl Mm. Yeah, 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 no, that happened. She's she's a cam girl, yeah. and he doesn't approve of it, and then he changes his mind because she's hot. And we yeah. also don't talk about that ever again, and I'm like, it's 2020, and this guy, like, who the fuck is this dude? Who yeah. cares if so, she's a cam girl? So the main <laughs> character is supposed to be the it guy. He's the head game designer that they're putting as the poster, which, you know, I play have played a video game, you know, and it's in our review, Every six months or so, I'll play some video games, whatever. Um, I felt like I knew more about video games and explaining it than is explained in that movie. And I don't know anything about it. But that's kind of one of those things that it felt in the same way, but I enjoy it more, is the movie Hackers. Oh, Hackers is awesome. No, it's awesome. But the logic behind, you know, behind the, the hacking... And then this, the logic behind their video game, it just doesn't. There's add, there's add more up. logic in hackers, yes, by far. <laughs> um, but that's like you're bringing up a good another thing. Um, they bring that guy in, so the lead guy, I don't remember the actor's name, but they bring him in to be the face of the video game, even though like Art Hindle is like clearly way more comfortable at talking with people, and he's already the face of the original game. And then they bring in this awkward engineer guy, and he's like, I don't know what to do. And everyone's like, oh, man, you're the guy that created the game. And there's a girl just, like, wants to fuck him and all this stuff. And he's just like, I don't I don't know why I'm here. And I'm like, yeah, neither did the fucking screenwriter, apparently, because why, why does anyone need you? Why did they hire you to be the face of this game? Yeah. There's never well, it, a reason. It, it, it's mentioned very briefly, again, like all the other stuff. Because I think there maybe it was one of those things of like trying to leave all these 
you know what who it could be whatever um but what it does it says something about because of art hindle's character his quote-unquote his bad boy image i guess uh. they want to have somebody that's like a fresh face that won't bring controversy to the game which again i've <sighs> never seen anybody put a person at, as the poster individual of a game that's not well, a well but even if you were you would get someone that's like charismatic yeah because they're just supposed to talk to people you get like a steve jobs type person to you know yeah go out there and chat and whatever um now that we're now that I'm remembering this movie, we also got to talk about <laughs> we also got to talk about how in the first ten minutes it pauses like nine times as it goes around the party, and he's just like, "Oh, that's Craig. He's sassy but sweet. He's my best friend." And then it's like, "Well, that's Josh. He stole my girlfriend." And it's like, "Wow, you guys can't think of better ways to introduce characters, maybe yeah. through fucking action. I don't know." I'm angry. It Sorry. got it, that part got to the point. Got, that part got to the point where I was just like, "Is this motherfucker just trolling himself?" Because this is so fucking stupid. Now, so, dude, my thing with uh, I was just want to say if they did that so much in the first ten minutes, I was like, "I'm only gonna approve of this if they literally do this for the rest of the movie." <laughs> <laughs> this is the werewolf. <laughs> Um, so my thing with it is that i think you know again i like whodunit movies if they're done well but that's the thing is movies like that you look at you know you look at the movie of clue you look at knives out you look at um that was more a recent one but you know a slew of kind of murder mystery and even if you have red herrings which are um you know who it you know tricking the audience of it could be this person whatever um they're very tight in terms of like if you want to do a whodunit movie you have to have like everything you know lined up and really no plot holes because it all has to make sense um and it doesn't for this so uh, you know sorry for that um but not um but the second part is it almost felt like it should go way over the top and and being campy but it does like it tries to take itself seriously in a way that doesn't work with that type of whodunit murder mystery style where like they should have just it's they try with you know there's the ultra conservative character who her um, husband's having an affair with her sister but and they, they play it they, they quote off verses from the bible yeah Oh, it's God. like if you're gonna do that, then just go like full on over the top theatrics is what I think you know would have made it better. I agree. I think that would have made it more fun because there's a lot of stuff that felt tonally just funky and weird performances. Like yeah, yeah. It was like they it was like they were going to do that what we were just suggesting, but then they decided not to. But then they decided they were going to. But then they didn't. <laughs> You know what I mean? It was like, you, motherfucker can't decide. And, you know, you can just tell because it does. Like, no one's taking this shit seriously. You stole the script from Cursed and, you know, you just fucking changed. I mean, because that's exactly what that, that movie was. It's like, I don't know how many times I was like, and I'm not like, obviously, my buddy Wes made that mo that film. 
but it's not good, but it was a thousand fucking times better than this. And I swear there were like multiple times where I was like, again, is this dude like deliberately wanting people to know that he likes cursed or because it was pretty obvious to me. So it plays in a way that what I didn't get either and going off of that is there doesn't ever feel like there's that urgency of, okay, so you have a werewolf, it's killing people. First of all, that creates action right away. Being murdered in general in a movie and having somebody continuously murder other people is going to create that action. But it seems like even towards the climax, there's so many parts where it's, they know who the werewolf is now. The werewolf and the people then decide to have, a, well, not the werewolf, or before the werewolf changes, so the person, they then have this long conversation about, you know, them describing why they did it or whatever it may be. But that's why I kept, kept feeling like of that, you know, it's one of those things where you could have cut most of that dialogue or they just had these long sections of talking where, you know, just have a werewolf chasing people. That's they, all. They can't afford really that. need towards the end. Yeah. <laughs> they couldn't afford that. I knew that going in. It's like, you're going to see yeah. this werewolf one time and I'm going to be disappointed. You could see like the, you could do like the POV or whatever, like they did. Yeah. What, in the opening of Dog Soldiers or something like that. But they also, I, I mean, know. going off what you just said, they also do that thing that people do way too much where it was like, we know it's a werewolf and people are getting killed. And there's no way it's a werewolf, they say over and over again until like 50 minutes in when they're like, oh, it's a werewolf. And we're just like, yeah, we we paid to see a fucking werewolf movie. Like, and you just, you didn't know what to do. So you just wrote all these stupid conversations where his dumb friend is like, I think it's a werewolf. No, it can't be a werewolf. And then we see a werewolf and then, I mean, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so any last minute of thing about it? Josh, you have any final words? Uh, I don't know what made me think of this, but so basically, right, there's there's sort of like two different uh, reveals, right? Mm -hmm. And so I don't really care. I'm going to fucking spoil it. But the <laughs> the um, so the first one where it's revealed that I don't remember what was that guy's job. Like the he was like, or yeah, I think it's the PR or marketing specialist or something like that. Okay. Who gives <laughs> a fuck? But yeah, that guy is, is, you know, revealed to be the werewolf. And it's like, really? Like how the fuck that, that's the dumbest thing I've ever fucking seen. And I guarantee, and like, I'm not smart. <laughs> but I figured out that I figured out that it was the priest. I mm -hmm. bet you yeah. 10 minutes after 10 minutes after the first time he was on camera, because let's be honest, you never see the motherfucker again. Of yeah. course it's fucking him. So yeah, oh. I just, you know, if, if, if I figure it out, you're fucking failing, man. <laughs> and then, um, so these werewolves, again, this is a very spoiler-heavy thing. Um, they apparently can go go back and forth, which you can do, but they go back and forth between human and werewolf throughout the night. So it's not like the 
full moon comes and you're a werewolf until morning or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but again, also speak, speaking of Kevin Williamson stuff, there's fucking two of them. Damn, I wonder where that came from. <laughs> so that was Beast Within. Um, we got that screener. We will post our, in the show notes our review as well if you want to check it out where we probably went a little bit more in depth, maybe. I don't know. We get to kind of... What's nice about this new setup is we can kind of rant a little bit more and make it more conversational than, you know, what you would see in our written review. But if you want to read the review, check it out. And yeah, if that sounds good to you, then go all for it. Um, yeah, as I said before, I think it, you know, it's one of those projects that could be done, but you would need a very tight script and you would need i don't know the right person people to do it in general you need a little bit more werewolf yeah yeah that was the that was the biggest thing i mean fuck i was excited as shit that you know we were gonna get we got a werewolf thing and it's just like but it's really almost not (laughs) you know (laughs) well so that (laughs) <laughs> and not enough Art Hindle yeah. either. No. So if you're going to make this movie, follow our instructions, make a tighter <laughs> script, better, more werewolf, and more Art Hindle. <laughs> I mean, we're basically just giving you a million-dollar idea yeah. right there. Just fucking do what we say. So thank you for listening to our... Well, this will, I think, be our second version of Screener Spotlight that will come out. But thank you for listening, and... Yeah, as always, enjoy. (laughs) Bloodhound Picks Podcast is part of the Morbidly Beautiful Podcast Network. Produced by Josh Lee, Craig Drum, and Kyle Hintz. Music by Raymond Seed. Editing by Kyle Hintz.